today we thank you for your life you pour for us we thank you for emptying yourself into us and making us partakers of your divinity we thank you for blessing us with yourself The greatest blessing of all that we would experience the life of God even in our humanity. The revelation of your word 
is as honey it's like butter we desire to experience the depth and the sweetness of your word we long to experience the refining fires of your word and spirit Lord we have come to drink to wine and dine in your holy presence for your presence is all that we need and all that we want we long for you we desire you we delight in you you are our God and we worship you we honor you in the name of Jesus we pray Amen Amen Hallelujah Amen God bless you all God bless you if you are clapping for Jesus you can, you can clap very well for Jesus You can be seated. One lady friend contacted me just this week, many years ago. Uh, I think when we used to have, should I say, a lady friend, a visitor of our ministry. Yeah. And she was just desiring to have someone to pray with. And I just had a short prayer session with her. Very, very short prayer session. It was 30 to 40 minutes. And then, Yeah, just 30 to 40 minutes. So, then I realized that she was very happy. And she later sent me a message that she was so pleased and so blessed with I didn't share the word, but the fact that you know we are praying, so we pray with the word. And then she was amazed that I read her message for you it's been a while she had me I've, all, I've been like this all, all this while or even my wilder forms are there <laughs> yeah like but then she was really blessed out of the prayer sessions she took a lot of inspiration that came which is actually guiding her life in the direction of, of God. She valued it. Hallelujah. She valued the word. And there's a reason why people go very far. When you value what God has given to you. Valuing what God has given to you. Many people do not really experience much of the power of God's word because, yeah, we, we can agree in our hearts, we can say and profess with our mouth. 
that yes, God's word is the greatest. You can say that God's word is alive. We quote, it's living, it's powerful. Uh, his word is sharper than any two-edged sword. You can quote and quote and bring out on all the revelations out of out of the word. But our value on it really matters. It shows how far the word is going to work in our hearts. It's going to work in our, in our lives. And you know, in the spirit, you cannot really... Uh, deceive anybody in the spirit i mean i'm talking about the content what you carry you get it you can't really deceive any anybody in the spirit i i, I came across a video i shared with paul paul said or somebody also shared with him i don't know if, what i shared with any of you a woman was trying to cast out a devil i cast i cast you out in the name of my papa the anointing of my papa. <laughs> I can play for you. It's it's very funny. This is a world of technology, and you know, camera will be camera is on you, live video. Even if the video would have to be edited later, somebody still will capture it with <laughs> the phone. So it was as the experience of, of 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 the men in Paul's days that were trying to cast out the demon possessed. So he said, I cast you out. The demon said, I won't go. Then the woman started calling fire. I called fire upon him. He said, ah, this place is even cold. The spirit was saying that this place is even too cold. Then the lady started invoking the power of the anointing upon his father. He said, the anointing, the, the, the demon is for the, the anointing is upon your father, it's not upon you. Like that's how stubborn. <laughs> and then <laughs> demons are very disrespectful very disobedient I mean spirits <laughs> very disrespectful so I'm even feeling too I'm too comfortable here <laughs> maybe those that will, <laughs> you want to see I'll send you the video <laughs> I'll show you the video you'll laugh you know <laughs> when you know something in the spirit it is solid like you know it you know as you it's not just flooding your mind with so much uh, even books, books books are good I mean books are good studying the word putting the scriptures they are very good I used to have a book called uh, must know scriptures here. Yeah. It's from the Anakazo Bible. So, so, at a point, you said that you could commit a lot of things to memory. I don't know. I recommended it some time ago, many years ago. Yeah. So you can, you can, you can quote. You can be a quotation master. But there are certain truths that you don't really know. It's just like trying to commit things to memory. And then you go back to study, as in like you go go and write the exams. You come back, and you know that you didn't really understand. You went to write all, but now if I'm asking you to remember what you wrote, like you rather you just study your 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 mind program itself for that season to accumulate much knowledge to go and pull. After that, it becomes very difficult to remember. Though you know that you you did something about it, 
So there's a very, very clear difference between knowing and then knowing. Hallelujah. So there's always a knowledge that passes what knowledge. There's a knowledge beyond knowledge. Hallelujah. Sorry if I'm using the term confusing with the word knowledge. There is always more to know. And that is where there is a true encounter with the light. With the light of God's word. So now, if a man should stand and command a demon or, speak or address situations in the name of Jesus, it is out of the light of God's word. Hallelujah. Amen. The person is just not saying, oh, uh, we shall cast out. No, no. The person knows that I am standing in the place of Jesus. And because of that, I can have this level of authority. And that is the place where I pray that we all come to where we know as we ought to know. Even to the place of knowing ourselves. Because you know, if God should reveal your true nature or your if you should have an idea of your capacity or your capabilities as a believer without accurate knowledge, your speech, your attitude is likely to be destructive. Do you know why? Because this is where now you begin to mismanage words. So instead of words of grace proceeding from your mouth, you begin to speak curses. You begin to speak negativity. And looking at the intensity or the extent or the dimension of power that backs the believer in its fullness, if you should say anything in that state, that means you're going to cause a lot of commotion. I don't know whether you get it. And it is the reason why God placed that system. You can you can call it musculoskeletal system of the spirit or whatever you want to call it. Like that's why a child, even though has the potential of a human being, does not all of a sudden stand up. A child having the is a human being can do whatever a human being can do but most of you were you were 30 years ago you were you were you were a baby you get it but now you are a man and the things you are doing a baby can't do mm. hallelujah do you understand i think pastor israel is 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 drawing out the waters from the deep Yeah, so he has always been a human being. He has always been human, hasn't, hasn't he been? But as a child, you are so feeble and weak. And that mechanism, God placed it there for your safety. So that you will gradually grow. This is the reason why we have something like spiritual maturity. Just that when it comes to... The activities in the spirit is not really bound by much time. There are those that can be influenced by the timings that we we find ourselves in. But 
it is not necessarily bound by time. It, it depends much on the quality, the quality or the the debt, like how fast you develop, not necessarily with time, but then the quality of life you're able to uh, demonstrate or the ability to walk in the fruits or the ability to bear fruits even as you are enabled by by the Lord Jesus. Are you here with me? If you're here with me, shout a big amen. Amen. So God placed that mechanism in there so that we would gradually grow. Didn't you realize that the believers at a certain stage of, of their development in, in God, when, imagine the approach that Jesus used. Jesus said, of course, he's, he's, he's Lord. He could actually command a legion of angels to be at his rescue. But initially, what was the mindset of those that were around him? Those around him were thinking about the abuse of power and the abuse of power in the sense that it is for defense. I don't know whether you get it. If somebody's going to catch your master and I have all these abilities, what will I do? Won't I use the power too? So this is where now, if you don't take care and all this power is just handed over to someone that has not spiritually matured, there will be an abuse of the power. And in his mind, he'll be thinking that this is the will of, it is for self-defense. He is like trying to kill a person when, uh, killing a person in more of like uh, self-defense. But finally, you still murdered the person. Though you can justify the reason why this power was given. So there's a reason why God releases his power. I'm still talking about God's global vision. You'll see the connection as, as I'm building. There's a reason why God releases his power. And this is something that we as believers must appreciate. We must understand why God's power. What is the reason? And if we are able to catch the mindset of God when He promised the power of the Spirit, we will use it for its right cause. We wouldn't use it anyhow. And that power is indeed great power. It's a lot of great power. So you would have to grow gradually into this power or else it will end up destroying you. It will end up corrupting you. It will end up destroying you. How will it do that? How does it come about? You know, when the power of God comes upon a man, it comes with so many things. I mean, it's not necessarily negativities, but then the fact that a man could exercise that level of power alone has its fleshly attachment such that if a man has not mastered the things in the spirit world, a man has not mastered the control of the flesh, it will be used 
in the wrong way. Hallelujah. So here, an anointing comes upon a man. And the anointing is so massive. Wonderful healing ministry. Wonderful, I mean, ministry like Jesus' ministry. All the women are following you. Can you imagine? I'm giving you practical examples. There is so much anointing upon you. So strong with evidence. And then they are all over you. What will you do? Because there's oil upon your head. Everything about you is shining. If you have not mastered the art of self-control, that will say that he did not just give us uh, it was the spirit of boldness, the spirit of power, but it, it, it's an entire package, like, you get it. God wants us to know how to handle these things. You know, sometimes a child can start saying one or two things before he starts crawling. Sometimes start crawling before saying, uh, saying intelligible words, like things that you can, you can understand. But at the point, you can see the perfection of what the child begins to walk. The child now knows that this is fire. The child now knows that this is water. The child can differentiate. And you can see a clear distinction between maybe a few months ago and then the current state of the child. So we cannot skip spiritual maturity when it comes to uh, this whole thing concerning God's global vision or else this same power will launch you into destruction because you have not grown well. But in your mind, the fact that you can easily dispense the power of God doesn't mean that you have grown well. I don't know what I'm making sense. The fact that you can dispense the word or you can you can you can demonstrate the power doesn't mean that you have grown well. Haven't you realized that in, in a normal life everybody has a skill? And whatever you learn and practice for a while, you become a master of that. So you can be a master of a particular art and still be highly deficient in another. Is it practical? Hallelujah. So that's what happens and you can see that great men with so much potential, young men with the fire of God, that when you look into their future, it's so bright. Like yours. Hallelujah. Amazing future. Then, because of the skippings of the trainings, there's wrong usage of the power. And now you begin to attract to yourself things that you have not built yourself up to handle. I've spoken about this in several, several ways. One of the things is women, one of the things is what? For the men. One of the things is money, right? 
Oh, if you want to get small money, you'll be all over the place. God wants to train you. And God wants to train you well. God wants to teach you how to fly and so. Mm. And he wants to teach you well. God wants to teach you how to run. He wants to teach you well. We are not saying that bruises will not come. We are not saying mistakes will not come. No. But this whole process, this whole training, God does it gradually. And at a point when he sees that you are fully ready for the work, he now releases you. So, most of you, what I'll say is that still be patient. Hallelujah. Because God is working on your heart. God is working on your mind. God is working on your character. I don't know what I'm making sense. So much, eh? There are some things that will come your way. You'll be so surprised you can't handle. And some of the things too that can come your way, there are things that are challenging. If you've not built yourself so strong in the world, now I've talked about the fleshly side, but then now there are challenges of life that can hit a man. If you don't take care, you begin to regret following God. You begin to refuse even the existence of God. And some of these challenges, only God that can give strength. Some of them, it seems unexplainable because we are limited to the 3D world. Unless you allow the Spirit of God to tell you what is going on in the realms of the Spirit. Serious challenges that men of God can go through. If you are not built up. It's just like, Master, but you're a miracle worker. Master, you, you, you could vanish. You could pass through the wall. Like, all of a sudden, we don't see you. Like, you could multiply food. You could do all these things. You could bring a coin from what? Fish's mouth. You can heal the sick. You can raise the dead. Now, here I am. We are all on the same what? platform. They're all hanging there. I think yesterday I saw I saw one video like that where they were trying to hang Jesus and then Jesus fell from there. <laughs> Jesus had to jump. <laughs> Just had to jump from the cross. <laughs> because he was in danger. <laughs> he nearly fell. You see? <laughs> Imagine you are there. Everybody knows you as the miracle worker. Why should I be in the same situation with you? But we know you. Even that really caused a great disbelief in whatever God has used. It's like, so what was it? Now people begin to calculate. Ah, was he using magic? Was he using juju? Or it was something? Or the thing is no longer working? Or he has not gone for Thanksgiving? <laughs> or the renewal of the covenant? You know some of the things they say? Like, <laughs> if you 
People believe that if you go for certain things from elsewhere, you have to go and then give thanks. So, probably the reason why the Lord forsook him, or whoever forsook him, some people say that he went to India. You've heard the stories, right? The last 18 years of Jesus, that he traveled to India, then he learned there the ways and the works of the gurus and the magicians there. Then, then he came back. Then they'll give you evidence. Where, where was he? Why, why, why is the Bible silent about it? Interesting. So now when the Indian power is finished, now he couldn't save himself. Wow, interesting. So there are certain things that people go through. Men of God even go through very challenging moments. Sometimes it's unexplainable. Where is your God? All these things, you have to be built up for it. Hallelujah. Yes, something just it, it, it just seems unexplainable. It seems that uh, we we still know them in part until until one day the Lord comes and then sits you down and talks to you, or the day you meet Him. Were you not there when Stephen was being stoned? And the Lord gave him a standing ovation. So in a vision, his face was shining like an angel. So they could see the glory upon him. And he too could see the Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus standing. Why didn't he do anything? And he was stoned. And the Lord received his spirit. Even at the point of shining like an angel or like with the glory of God all upon him. Many things that we go through, we need to build a lot of spiritual capacity. Either. Are you ready to be used by God? Yes, sir. What I want you to know is that God has actually made a lot of provision for for the work. And our God does not lack power. Our God does not lack energy. He doesn't lack might. He doesn't lack strength. All these things are actually made available to us. But how much, how well can you reason with him? Many a times the release of God's power is, is, is because of reasoning. Like, you have to reason with the Lord. <laughs> There's a lot of reasoning. If I say reason, I mean communication. To know the next move of the Spirit. So allow God to train you. Tell your neighbor, allow God to train you. Allow God to train you. Person, the Lord is training you. The Lord is training you. 
so many things. I came across a post and the post was so discouraging, just talking about the recent departure of our, of our father's son, Bishop Dark's son. And the lady posted on social media, he said she seems to be an atheist or whatever. And I started classifying those who believe in theism. You know, it's as if she was making mockery, as if not making mockery, trying to prove or disprove the, the power of God. Is it your assignment? Anyway. Then he was making reference to the fact that, ah, is this not the man of God that went to Namibia and the dead was raised? It's just like the people asking the Lord Jesus. You are king. You are Lord. You have all the power. Why can't you save yourself? That's why I said there are many things that we do not sometimes understand. Haven't we been preaching that time is short? How long, how long have I been saying it here? Don't I say it every time? Don't I say it every day? I say it every day. We all have our assignment. Some that just that man cannot really judge whether you complete your assignment or not. It's only the Lord that knows. Hello, are you here? It's only the Lord that knows. So when we are serving, we should serve well. We should serve well and, and let's take ourselves away from, from blasphemous, abominable speeches. Speeches that do not glorify God. Speeches that, that begin to question the existence of our God. Hasn't it been written in the scripture that is appointed to man who wants to die? Uh, this is not clear. So yes, so another side of maturity is the fact that there are things that might happen that we might not be able to fully explain. You can find it out like it's distributed in all the scriptures. For instance, why would the bones of a man of God raised the dead when he himself is dead. So why would the, the the on the funeral day of a of a prophet of God, why would people be healed? Just like that. To the point that people are even saying that hey, they are consulting the dead. things that we cannot really we seem to have so much, so much limited vision it's just like what I was telling you that there are so many kinds of light what we are just seeing is visible light and this visible light if we pass it through a prism you know what we are going to get this this white light like this light you are seeing 
most of you did the research. You did the research where physics, where you have a prism, glass prism, with a certain refractiveness, is it 1.5 or something or whatever. Then the light goes through, through that. When you look at it, you see different colors. Don't you see? What light are you seeing now? Somebody will say yellow, somebody will say white. But then out of that, you can get the rainbow colors. That's why when it rains, or maybe there's some small water in the air, then you see some rainbow colors in there. Because this light can be separated. And there are so many numerous lights beyond your visible range. Like you cannot see exactly what happens with the faith. There are many things you do not, you can't, even the physical, you still not understood. Are we here? Yes, sir. Just like in the days of Jesus when the Lord died, it appeared as if all hope was lost. Everybody was going back to their businesses. The one that we believed in, the one that we had so much hope, the one who said he was the resurrection and the life. The one who raised the dead. The one who did amazing things. Is he now the one that we now have to oil his body? Is he now the one that we have to use spices to preserve his body? Is he now the one that we have to bring his lifeless body from the from the uh, from the cross? Is he the one that we have to go and lay him in the tomb? Is he the one? Is he the one? Some say he was not the one. Some say that God brought someone else's face there. The theologians will understand what I'm talking about. can believe ah is he not the son of god is he not the one who who said before abraham was i am so if he is where is he we said he was a liar But the Lord proved himself sovereign. He proved himself Lord of all. Hallelujah. And that is what authenticates. That is what brings the seal on our sonship. Because what is the essence of our faith? If all men would just die without any hope, has to be the best fruit amongst many brethren. First begotten from the dead. The beloved of the Father. That we can also become the beloved of God. Sometimes we don't understand why God would have to use 
the way of death. But it's because we see death as lifeless, as in like devoid of life. But that is not really so. Death in this sense has become the burden of life. Hallelujah. And many did not understand why he had to go through this. Why? Because he was thinking of you and I. Because he was thinking about replicating himself. He was thinking about replicating his life in every man that comes upon the earth. Bible says that in the book of John that he is the one that lights up every man that comes into the world. This is the reason why. Just that the means or the way by which it is carried out seems to be so burdensome because of our inclination to the earth. So when you begin to imagine a departure, okay, the person is leaving, I'm not going to see the person again. The best that you can have is to have memories of the person or in your dreams, have memories. So that attachment and that sense of feeling begins to superimpose upon the, 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 the actual things that we are supposed to see. And then we are filled with hopelessness. I told you that there was a friend of mine back in level 100. He was senior, senior, senior. But at the end day, I talked with them and they also look at my lifestyle and all that. So one day he said he wants to ask me a question. He wants to ask me a question. Then he placed the question there. He said, why is it that the mother had to pass away? And he had to, he prayed and prayed. This is someone who is not even that strong in faith and all that. So definitely God should have looked at him and then maybe mercy. You know, so he was expected that the spirit of God would have sympathized with him if really he exists. So now he said he, he doesn't believe in God again. It's because we are filled with hopelessness. If only in this life that we have hope, then we are of amongst all men the most miserable. There is hope. Hallelujah. Amen. I came here to encourage someone today. That don't limit yourself. Don't, don't, don't have a limited scope of vision. Desire to grow in the spirit. When, when, when this happens, you begin to understand. And even if you don't understand, you still understand within you. Because there is that peace of God that you move along with. He went through all that 
for your sake. And why should it be that way? Why did God choose or preordained that the Lord should go through all the sufferings that he went through? Why, 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 why do you think it happened that way? After all, it is not you that was beaten. After it was, it was not you that was spat on. After all, it was not you that was hung on a cross. But why should it, should it be that way? Because God was communicating in our language. God was communicating in our language. How does a man understand love? How does a woman understand love? Let's talk about other sides of love. Oh, he gives himself for me. He, he does everything for me. Oh, this one can even take a bullet for me. Most instances, it's not true though. It really comes serious if he's going to shot you, bring you there. That's why you know that each man for himself. Now you become a shield. Unwilling shield. But then Jesus taught this. He said, Greater man has greater love has no man than this, which is what? For a fellow brother to lay down his life for the other. It is the greatest thing that you would ever appreciate. laying down your life for another and this is one thing that we have to learn if we are able to learn from this demonstration this passion this 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 love demonstrated by jesus and and you walk without consciousness you know what about it will influence even the way you love men it will influence even the way you relate with men It will influence every action of yours. Why? Because before you, you take a step, you always remember, He gave Himself for me. Therefore, I give myself unto others. What was the conviction of the Apostle? Paul. What was his conviction? Why was he willing to preach? Why was he willing to go to any extent to announce this, this thing that he persecuted earlier? What was his intention for announcing these things? So for I am not ashamed. He's not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God unto salvation to every man that believes. So to the Jews, then to the Gentiles. So for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. And because of his understanding of God's love, he saw himself as one that owes every man. Like he owes, I owe you my life i owe you the message 
I owe you the gospel. So he didn't tape his mouth shut. The other time I, I made it, I made mention of the fact that if we were here and then we are having service, then all of a sudden one of the men of God or the prophets or the apostles maybe give a word concerning the owner of this phone or the owner of this bag or the owner of this attire or the owner of this belt or whatever. And it was more of like a call, like a danger sign. What will we say? In the best of our interpretation, we say that the God, the God reveals to us. So probably the Lord wanted to redeem his life from what? Destruction. But this man said what? He said, I am a debtor. I owe you my life. I owe you the gospel. Because what? It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed. Imagine Jesus going to the temple or Jesus going to the garden to pray or Jesus in his prayer closet and praying and then God showed him the great and mighty things, the miracles and the things that could happen. Imagine uh, Jesus was still there and then he decided to just continue in his work, never to go to the cross and all. Don't you think it would have been beautiful? In and now it is being revealed to you. I see clearly that you have to go through this. Most of you, even if God is saying that this is my will, oh my son, you will tell me that God reveals to reveal. That not many days the whole city will turn against you. That not many days all your disciples will run away from you. Your disciples will deny you. One will betray you. The rest will not be found. They will spit on you. They will beat you up. And the thing is that all these things were also written. So Jesus has enjoyed a good side. He has enjoyed the multiplication of the enjoying the wine. Enjoyed all the all the miracles. But now the other side of it. Which was the burden. The great burden. Many of you would want to enjoy the power. How many of you love the power of God? <laughs> Are you willing to go anywhere God says you should go? How many of you are willing to go anywhere that God says you should go? <laughs> so my God is in one hand up. <laughs> That's how I lifted your hands up. Like, Lord, 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 I'm thinking about it. You see, so so you see why you have to be built up. But then we love the 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 the, the painting, the glamour, the the 
all the big things, the majestic light, the beautiful sight. But when it comes to the burden, most of you are sitting there, you wish God has given you that 10 bedroom house you have been trying to get. Most of you are imagining. Even if you get a Lamborghini, you are still thinking, when, when will you get a Ferrari? Like, you are, you are so little. And then, all that you can talk about, oh, God is blessing me. God is blessing me. That is your testimony. So, everything about you is what God is doing inside your pocket. Have you seen that that is one of the greatest testimonies of people? I met him and my life changed. I met him and my life was not the same again. He changed my status. They are all amazing testimonies. What will we hear? He took me to Libya. He took me to Syria. He took me to Afghanistan. He took me to the deserts. And we preached. And we were filled with the joy of the Lord. What a great testimony. Souls are being won all over the place. Most of you know, you, you can't, it just, or oh, you are saying you are not there. When would you get there? This life is not, it's, it's not your life. Oh. I've told you, me, I'm just telling you again. This life is not your life. You, you in your mind, you think it is your own. And, when you think it is your own, you are rebellious. It is a rebellion to think that you just you, like like you are the owner of your life. Mm. Haven't you heard in the scriptures that what gives life to the body is the breath? God said that He breathed into man the bread of life, and then He became what a living soul. And what happens? Solomon describes it. If there is separation from this body, wherever that thing came from, whatever made the body alive, it returns to wherever it came from. So, is it yours? But because God has given you a consciousness, or because you have a soul, you can think and make certain decisions. You say it is yours. It is the reason why people live anyhow. You get it. people, people, very high risky behaviors. Because they think it is their own. They think life is all about what fun. If I say risky behavior, I'm not just talking about, I mean, uh, how do you call it? Promiscuity. No. I'm talking about mishandling your life, like not not having your life according to the purposes of God. It is very risky. It's just like having this device. This device can do amazing things. Operate fully like a computer. And yet it wasn't used for its purpose.
Sometimes people that care about you ask you, what is going on? Because they want to see things of what, what, what is going on. How's how you handling your life? How's how's your 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 wife? How's like they care about everything that is going on with your life because they want to see something good. Even our parents care for us, and they want to make sure that your life moves in a certain way. Sometimes it might not really be the will of God, but then as responsible parents, they just they just want something good for their children. Or is it not so? Or some, 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 some of them is the other way. <laughs> A few of them. Very few. Okay. Who's that fly? Oh, which one? <laughs> Amen. No matter what your parents. <laughs> your good parents. Let me use good parents. They want your well being. And your parents, they were just, they were just this thing, how do I call it, containers? Imagine uh, Joseph, imagine uh, Mary, imagine the relatives of Jesus, and imagine when the day Jesus was saying that, before Abraham was I am. Like, what at all could convince his mother to give him such honor? Someone that you came from the womb, yet he, the person respected you. <laughs> Someone already said Jesus was some way, like it's a woman. <laughs> it is not yet my time. And no matter please, whatever he says, just do it. What kind of honor? Because it was the word of the Lord. He knew. Or she knew. That this one. This one. Was born. For this. And that is the truth. Some of us. Sometimes, sometimes in a, okay, let me say it. The way we see things is the reason why we do not benefit from the gifts that God has given. You know, God gave gifts to the church. But some people think they are age mates. You get, and this is why you miss it. This is why you miss it. Eight minutes or you are even older than. This is where they missed. Jesus' mother didn't take him like, like. You saw the honor. I believe. Yes, see, Jesus was was human like you, and he was raised. And you know how naughty children can be. Don't you think the mother would have gone through all that? So if anything, the mother should have been very familiar. Yet he honored. it. 
I was telling someone that, you know, there's a way God connects us. We do not just come here. We do not just appear here. Yeah. If you can remember or if you can really go into the details of that which is written concerning your life, you will see the strategic positioning of all of us in your life. It did not just happen like that. Let me give you an example. Why do you think John the Baptist had to come? Some months, is this six months or what is it? Some months before, before, before Mary conceived. Why? What do you think? And then the moment Elizabeth encountered who, there was something like that they knew within them. This is not sensationalism. Like it's not emotionalism. It's not. But they knew by the spirit that there's a highly favored one and there's something within and this one knew that i have come in the volume of the books it is written for it is written about me that i am the voice of the one crying in the wilderness and his entire assignment was that he was to come before him and yet he was not greater than him though he was the greatest amongst all men born of women i don't know whether you get it the one that came before him was not actually before him i don't know do you get it the strategic positioning What was it that our fathers, the patriarchs, were looking for? What was it that the angels sought to look into? What was it at all about this man that will come? Don't you think Isaiah should have seen himself as a papa? Like Papa Isaiah. Maybe prophesying. They, they, they wish it was in their time. They wish it was far. It couldn't, it, it had to happen in God's own strategic moment. Isaiah or Papa Abraham. Abraham was looking forward to that blessing. That this is my blessing. This is my blessing. This is my blessing. And when the blessing came, indeed the blessing was before Abraham. I don't know what I get. Is it before before Abraham was he, he, he was he is there? Oh, you don't understand. So one thing that we need to understand with our lives in this whole participation in, in divinity is that even though we appear to be individuals with our own consciousness, possessing our own souls and all that, collectively we are one. That's why we are called one, one body. And it is the reason why we need to have what? One mind. Because we have one love. We have one God. And there's one baptism. One Father of us all who is in us. All. So now, this is where it happens that when you understand the oneness 
and the unity of the individual members of the church, it becomes difficult for you to hurt one another. And not just limited to the church, but then in God's entire global vision, you know that the purpose of God is to swallow up all things into himself. Because what? Out of him all things came. So out of him all things must end up in. He is the beginning and he is the completion of all things. So all that we are going through right now, the processes that we are going through, is just for God's delight. So that we will reveal him, God's pleasure, that we will reveal his goodness, that we will demonstrate his love to all those around us. That's why we need not to be selfish. But in this part of our world, the economy has become so difficult to the point that each man for himself. And even if a brother has food, the brother is willing to hide the food under the bed. And when you come, he will confess with you and have fellowship as a brother. Oh, God will do God will do this. God will do it for you. Do it for you. For the brother, the brother could still smell. Ah, but there's food around. Where is it coming from? Oh, maybe our next door neighbor preparing food. You have forgotten that that he is your body. You. Now you are thinking about the, the, the sweetness of your tongue. What you feel on your tongue alone. This thing is happening in our part of the world. A lot. The time that we are supposed to love and show so much affection, so much kindness, we, we do not... I don't know why, why, whether it's just in Africa or maybe maybe our systems are not really working with our health systems and things. I don't know. The systems are not really working. Probably the systems are not working. But you saw me hungry. You saw me hungry. You didn't feed me. You saw me thirsty. You didn't give me water to drink. You saw me feeling so cold. The rains were all over me. It was winter. I was shivering. You didn't provide warmth for me. I was locked up in prison. Nobody cared. Everybody tagged me as the wicked one. Everybody tagged me as wicked one. I told me. Yes, we know. Yes, he, he killed someone. He raped someone. He did all sort of evil. And yet the Lord said that. It was him. 
will lead them to be condemned. You saw the vulnerable, the poor. What love did you show to them? Are you able to eat morning, afternoon, evening, day and night? Sometimes if the kittens are lucky, then you you give them some of the bones. <laughs> God's global vision is about we understanding the love of God and seeing our role in this. We have become dispensers of his life. Bible says that he has he has he has distributed his love or he has shed his love abroad in our hearts do you believe it do you believe that the, 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 the love of God is really in your heart how many of you believe that the love of God is in your heart say the love of God is in my heart so you need to love one another Jesus demonstrated the greatest love ever. And it was in our human language. You know, sometimes, like, if you don't take care, you start, ah, so what at all? People have been asking the question, ah, what is it about blood? You know, people have been asking those sort of questions. We can, we can explain all of this from the beginning of days. Through the sacrificial systems of the Lord. Even till now, do we get it? People ask me, why? Because he was communicating in your language. That, that language you understood. You understood the greatest love language as when one gives himself for all. If there was any other way, he would have chosen that. If there was any other perfect way, he would have chosen that. But because of our understanding of the life in the blood, if he poured out his blood, then he has poured out his life. For you and not for you but for everyone say he's always there for me he's always there for me so now based on this revelation of god's presence ever with you now even if in that your state when you go back you can read the entire book of romans 8 that's the scripture we are using for today. God's global vision. To teach about the spirit life. The, 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 the life of the resurrection. At work in us. So now, even in that state. That state where there was no likeness with the nature of God. God is light. The unbeliever. Is it a, what, what, has, what has the light of God going to do with? I mean... I mean, light of Christ going to do with darkness. I mean, there's, there's, there's no Christ and Belial. Like, they are completely opposite. You get it? So, why? So now, he makes it clear that in the state, in this worst state of sin and darkness and wickedness of heart, if he was able to offer himself freely for you, How much more that now you have become a beloved. He loved you in your state. 
in that state of wickedness, if you can, if you can meditate on this, it will change the way you see things. And it will change your, your, your revelation concerning God's provision. Because even our wicked fathers that are here, even your wicked father took care of you. How of you sometimes say that your, your father is wicked? <laughs> Some of you have said that before. Eh? Some of you. Even your, your wicked father, they took care of you. You might think that your father is wicked, but your father loves you. Yeah. So sometimes the harshness of, of life can make them become a little harsh on you. But they love you. Even your wicked fathers love you. Even your earthly fathers. When you ask them for scorp <laughs> scorpion, when you ask them for, for egg, when you ask them for bread, when you ask them for milk, when you ask them for anything, don't they find a way of providing? Yes, they do. He said, how much more your heavenly father? You see, sometimes you see, uh, you might be there, you don't really have much money, but then you know that things have to go on. Things have to go on. You have certain responsibilities. You still force yourself to what? To fulfill those responsibilities. That's what our, our parents go through. Sometimes it's not, we just don't understand them. And all those days they, they can tell you, like in your mind, you are thinking that once you mention it, they should just they should just do it for you. But some it's just for, it was for your training. Some they could have done it, but they knew what they were doing. Some situation couldn't really permit it. Even in that state, they were willing to provide for you. How much more your father that is in heaven? Don't you think that God cares more for you? That's why he usually asks you, why worry? Why do you worry? We worry a lot too. But I understand sometimes Sanubai Abuswim <laughs> I understand. Sometimes your body has to be fueled. But I want you to know that God cares. He really cares. Though you might not understand everything that happened to you. How of you didn't like certain things that happened to you when you were a child? Or maybe how you were treated by a mother, a father, an aunt, a stepmom. Like, there are many, many things. Every child has that. But now, now do, you, do, you, do you hate them? So now you ask yourself, what they did to you? How were you seen? For you, know, maybe it was your own selfishness that was making you see in that light. Some children are very stubborn. When you tell them, don't do this, they do. So now, the father had to use the rod of correction. Sometimes very harsh way. But then in the long run, you've grown and you've matured. And when you look back, sometimes you are grateful that you were corrected. It is the immature that begin to think that the trainings of your fathers were, was hatred. But then you see that it corrected your life. It, it positioned you for life. If you can see things 
from your parents' eyes, you see that they meant it for good. Do you get it? Most of the trainings were meant for good. Though on your side, you would think that it was difficult moments, inflection of pain and all that. But it was for you to become a better person. If they didn't like you, don't you think that the day you were born they should have killed you? Or they should have thrown you into the baller? Or aborted you before you even came out? Someone said, yeah, meet me, I was nearly about I was told. But you didn't die. <laughs> yes, you didn't die. So why now do you be grateful for being alive. Do not use that as, as a tool of dishonoring your parents. Are we here? So our God really loves us. If our earthly fathers could do all this, especially sometimes the negative things for our own good, how much more our Father that is in heaven? Let's open Romans chapter 8. I realize that my time is almost up. We are, we are almost closing. Okay. Romans chapter 8. Then, after that, I'll give a summary. Then we just close. So we are going to read from 18 or oh, 17. That's okay. So I read. I'm going to read very fast. I pray that you understand because we are about to close. Romans 8:16. He says, "The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God." How many of you believe that you are a child of God? What do you think gives you the conviction that you are a child of God? What makes you believe that you are a child of God? Because I feel like it's a feeling. You feel that. What makes you think that you're a child of God? Eh? The assurance of salvation. So now he's telling you that the spirit is actually buried. I'm not seeing him. But that confidence that you have is from the spirit of God. Okay. And if we are children, if children, then what does it mean? It means that we are heirs of God. And joint heirs. This up to now, many people have still not understood. Even even pastors and and elders and teachers and oh, if children, then we are what? Yes, of God. Do you know that this this is one of the greatest promises in the world? You are heir of God. That one sounds more what? Is it is more relatable? Or you are an heir of can read the book? Like by now, what would I what would I be by now you, you wouldn't even know if I exist. 
or maybe you know and then we'll, we'll still get connected <laughs> then my life will change <laughs> <laughs> hallelujah <laughs> so like this thing has always been like joke but that is that is the truth that's the real thing if you're a child of god then what does it mean it means that you're an heir of god it's practical just like when uh, uh, when you build a property you know very soon most of you will be having children and all that and you know what you'll be doing very soon you'll be feeling certain things at your workplace they will bring some forms for you to fill forms concerning your snits forms concerning your how do you call it the insurances like so many things and you put in it's not like it's not a willow but it's just like you let us put it okay give 10 percent to this one 20 percent to this one how many of you have, have, have filled such, such a thing okay wow the very good companies have filled may the lord give you a good company amen <laughs> to work with <laughs> yeah so you feel those things so that in your demise like if you are not available or you are gone dead and gone your monies won't just be resting in the account like that but then just as solomon said someone else will come in and what chop all the sweat of your your labor but then you have appointed that okay they should give 10 percent or 10 percent 20 percent to this one and this one this one is good you see, you see you are not excited you see what i've been talking about so that is a lack of revelation it's a it's a lack of, it's a clear lack of revelation i'm not saying you should jump though but then i'm talking about the experience you know until we'll be able to experience uh experience or like believe this thing as if that is it like as if you are the way you believe your earthly fathers if i say you are an heir of the lord max <laughs> you have your own property like you know those are the things that we can relate with oh my father is big my father has it my father is a chief if we have so many lands thousand acres of land those are the things that we can relate with until our god is not poor but because of this mindset that you have you do not appreciate the greatness of our god in the beginning what i say i talk about placing value so aside placing value on i mean spiritual matters and things you must begin to see god you know people have taken god out of their physical lives so they believe that god is just for the spiritual maintain a good spiritual relation well god's provision is entire life it's it's all round anyway if you want to take the spirit you've chosen the greater things so you can take it me i'll take all yes <laughs> i believe him amen amen, amen. amen. i don't i don't trust in what my uh i'll do whatever i can do with my hands but I wouldn't trust i trust god as my source of provision you get it and i want you to do the same because 
imagine God taking his place as God in your life. Will you ever lack? Say, the Lord is my shepherd. I will not lack any good thing. I shall never lack any good thing. I shall not want. It doesn't mean that you don't want. It's <laughs> old English. I shall not want. Like it, me, what it means that there's never a moment that you'll be looking for something because he, like he has made provision. Do you understand? Okay, so let's quickly. And if children then heirs of God and join heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. So there's just an association with whatever happened. Hallelujah. And then a willingness to go to any extent because your life is no longer your own. Your life is his. Hallelujah. So you died with him. You went through all the mess with him. And now there's the newness of life that sprung up, which is our life. Do you get it? So association and then glorification. So he said, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the earnest expectation of the creation waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. How do you understand this? I know you have been quoting it. The church of God is is an entire assembly of like I don't know I don't I don't know whether to use the word technology or something like that. Have you seen how technology is changing the world? So now he's saying that this creation order we are seeing what they are waiting for is the sons of God in their fullness. The sons of God to stand up and enforce who and what they really are. Are you here with me? So you can see that so much is dependent on you. If creation, if the entire creation order will go through liberation or some level of uh, should I say upliftment it is because sons of God have risen so one of the things that you can do as a partaker in this God's global vision is for you to recognize your place as a son and when you recognize your place as a son what do you do now you take your place as a, that means you will walk in it not just knowing about it but now taking your place so if i am a son i'm a son of god okay it is set of sons that we shall do amazing things great works we shall okay so now i know what do i do i do are we here are you here with me
Whisper to your neighbor, take your place as a son of God. It's up, but we know that the whole creation groaneth and traveled in pain together until now. You can say that the entire creation is praying. Mm. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Sometimes it's amazing how, you know, when we are saying these words, you can't really relate. Is that entire creation is traveling or groaning? It's praying. Or is crying out for something. How many of you have heard that? Oh, a river is a, like this river is a god, or this colony is a god, or maybe this tree is a god, or this uh, you've heard of those things. Yeah. And then they can say, Oh, the tree said, the tree said they are doing this, this and that and that. But you believe? Do you get it? Like, I, I just wanted to understand, relate, relate with what I'm saying. They will tell you this tree speaks. There are certain places when you go there, there are trees with snakes at the top. And then harmless snakes, it is believed that they are the guardians of the region. I think there was a point where you see this water body here. You know the water body, right? The lagoon here. The the priestesses and the priest of of said the river said they are dating it too much. Like as in I don't know. Ah, Muji. It's funny, yeah. Now you can see that's what we are doing. When when we clean, then they they, they pour. They pour the thing inside. So whether it's a man speaking or the river speaking, it is true. Yeah. Don't you don't see what they are doing? Yeah. It was it was <laughs> it was cleared what some few weeks ago we saw it clean water like this only for the next Sunday. Packed with all the rubbish in a crowd. <laughs> so the river is speaking, like even by by the power of observation, that you are dirty me. <laughs> Anyway, that's just by the way. What I'm trying to say is that everything in creation speaks. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. And when it comes to our scientific world, we've classified things into living things and non-living things. But in the spirit, okay, let's say scientifically, everything has a vibration. Hallelujah. How many of you believe that there are atoms? And there are things that are vibrating like even though this thing okay is not living it was carved out of the living thing but it has things that is keeping it in motion in shape like it has tiny tiny particles that makes up the thing you can see it's literal right so the fact that everything has a vibration shows that there is some level of life whether classified scientifically as what living or non-living is the reason why Jesus can give certain examples. You can talk about it being figurated. Maybe you can talk about the fire stones or the living stones. Or you can talk about the stones within, how do I call it? The, the garments of the priest and all that. 
they sing non-living and yet they symbolize or they speak about a certain mystery hallelujah and those that would have had experiences with uh, in the realms of the spirit there is a way that people have experienced you can feel how this flower is like because you are going beyond the human sense do you get it i don't know whether you understand maybe if you read books on spirituality this having encounters and all that grass that you think they don't speak things that you don't consider intelligent yet they have a consciousness i don't know whether you get it they have a consciousness and now one thing we realized is that when there was a mess up in the creation and god was taken out of the scene the moment god was taken out what happened we saw its impact on the earth now briars and thistles started what developing or thorns initially we didn't see thorns but now the earth started producing things that are now becoming more of like harmful and wheat replacing all the good things that is supposed to what grow why because there was what there was a decay in the spiritual atmosphere there's this there's some kind of decomposition going on whether we sense it whether we see it or we don't see it i've always been telling people that sometimes we need to be very conscious of the spiritual atmosphere around places the spiritual atmosphere even here the spiritual atmosphere in our workplaces you know we would think that it's just a secular work of working place but then there are things that will cause things to move on and there are things that will cause things to retrogress and that we will not be able to say by uh should i say you cannot go to a secular place and say that oh in the realms of the spirit i see this and that and that and that but then one thing that you can do is that the ways and the actions of the people the attitudes of the people or even how management reacts towards matters and all that some way somehow has an overall influence on the efficiency of the people and subsequent what productivity of the entire company so you can watch a company where they mistreat people or where they they, they, they seem to mishandle the lives of people one thing that you realize is that people are not happy and no matter how sometimes people try to make progress to the next level yes you are you are getting what you need daily to survive but with progress increase productivity is missing why because there is a spiritual atmosphere that we generate in the environment based on the contribution the individual contribution we all have a role to play so that's where why when you find yourself or you're establishing a company or something it must be established on the principles of god and then even the kind of life discipline that is instilled into the people really matters why because if you don't take care there will be that spiritual atmosphere that will be created that will be hovering around the company spiritually and then it will manifest in the physical as less productivity this many will not agree with but it is true this meaning will not agree with but it is so true 
and so real. You can you can you can observe and then see the practical thing that I'm talking about. And then look at a company that treats the people very well. Look at a company that there is love, there is peace, there is joy, there is harmony. What is there? What products do they produce? Even if sometimes the treatments are not that good in terms of uh, renomination, uh, like the money side, but like you can see the joy and the peace and how do I call it? The, 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 the communion of the people has a way of pushing the company forward. Hallelujah. So all that I'm trying to say, the point I'm trying to make is that everything speaks. And by revelation, Paul is, is saying that there is something about this creation order. Something that we do not see. If someone is groaning, will you see? The person is groaning within. Hardly before you see. The person might not even show any facial expression of groaning. So what he's trying to say is that these things are quiet they are so loud in the realms of the spirit and yet so 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 invisible when it comes to the physical but it, it's so loud and clear in the realms of the spirit and what is it saying they are crying out they are calling forth the children of god to come out so the creation is sounding an alarm that when will richmond respond to the call when will richmond stand up as a child of god when will Ella be a voice? When will Ella begin to speak and command? Where are the children of God? Where are the sons of God? Where are the people that are supposed to stand in the gap? They said they are waiting for you because you have become like a deliverance to them. Your, your manifestation is a deliverance to the entire creation order. Are we there? So now we know the earth speaks, the heavens speak. The things surrounding us all have a voice. And one of the things that they feel and they grow, and what they are crying out for, is that manifest. They are crying and saying, Manifest. Why? Because there's a deposit of God in you. There are things that God has deposited, which is his life. And until we live and manifest this life, they will seem to be subjected to what? Decay, decomposition. And they will keep on crying and groaning until they are liberated. That's why I say that there are sometimes people need God. But they do not know. That's why you must walk with the revelation of you, be, you, you being a debtor. Because people... You are owing people, they don't even know that you are owing them. And in normal circumstance, if people will be accurate, they should come to you and ask you, what must I do in order to be saved? Those that come to realization usually ask that. So, for instance, on, in Paul's encounter, the way he came to self-realization, all that he asked was that, Lord, what should I do? What am I going to do for you? Lord, instruct me, I'm ready. And then he was instructed to do what he, he ought to do. Those that are submitted, they seek wisdom they stay for them. but those that are not submitted instead of them coming to you they can't come to you so now you will go to them that's why you owe them that is how practical our life is supposed to be so whether they come to us or you go to them we 
are meant for their liberation. So child of God, son of God, daughter of God, stand up and manifest for the creation speaks, calling you out, crying, groaning, that you will rise up. Is it? And not only we ourselves, also, which have the first fruit of the Spirit, even we ourselves grow within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wait the redemption of our body. So now, it has gone to the next phase. That even those that the entire creation awaited, await for. Even we ourselves, we also, we also are groaning. Why? We are groaning for a higher manifestation. Do you get it? The redemption of our body. So this is where now, a lot of the people even in the church, first of all, they do not know that the creation is calling them. And then they have no idea that deep within them, there's a cry to even go higher, which is to grow up in him into all things. So, one thing that you need to know about creation, or one thing that you need to know about humanity, is that, yes, God made you, and I made you understand from the beginning that when it comes to uh, the potential of the man, or a baby actually possesses all the potential of the man, but he would not be able to manifest the strength of the man until he has undergone the necessary trainings, until he has undergone the processes, all the different stages of development before he can become a full-grown man, a fruitful man. Are we here? Do you understand? So you yourself, it is, a, it is not just the creation, the old creation is waiting for you, but you yourself, you cry. Ask yourself, what have I been crying about? So what is it that has been hindering all the innermost cries of my heart? What is it? Paul will say that these things are called weights. The weights and the sin of unbelief about fear that easily present us. And because of that, even as we are being cheered on, we still cannot make any progress. We love to hear the works of our father Abraham. We love to hear the demonstrations and, and the miraculous abilities of Enoch. We love to hear the strength of David and his men. We love to hear the mighty wonders that God did with Gideon and Kuh. We want to hear of, of, of creation submitting, even the lions submitting to the authority of Daniel. We want to hear of the four Hebrew boys or the three Hebrew boys that were thrown into the furnace we want to hear about the great and the mighty things. Yet these are the men that keep on cheering us. What is your heart crying out for? Look within. There is something that your heart is crying out for. And your heart is crying out for maturity. Your heart is crying out for growth. Your heart is crying out for light. Are you here with me? Okay. Then he says that for we are saved by hope. Understand when he used the term hope. The hope that is sin is not hope. For what a man seeth, why does he hope for? But if we hope for that which we see not, then we do it with patience, wait for it. Likewise, the spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. So you see, he has mentioned prayer, he has mentioned intercessions. He has mentioned groanings, remember? Yeah. They agree in one. Hallelujah. 
Okay. So I know usually we usually quote uh, the scripture when we are talking about uh, recently there has been a lot of uh, explanations in this line and it is all beautiful. That is amazing revelation. But contextually it's speaking about something else. Hallelujah. Amen. Do we understand? Yeah, we can say some say tongue speaking, some say running. <clears throat> it's fine. It's, it's a blessing. Hallelujah. But as I said, we can draw so many things out of God's word. Groanings, intercessions, prayer. <laughs> but whatever I was reading from the beginning, it is it is that same thing. There is something that your heart is crying out for, which you're you are praying about. Then he said, He said, But the spirit itself make an intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So remember, I spoke about a quiet word. It's a groanings which cannot be uttered. So quiet utterances. So, in the realms of the physical, like, it doesn't look like you're speaking, but it is so loud in the realms of the spirit. Do we get it? You can relate it with tongues, speaking, and uh, uh, groanings, but that's not the main thing. Hallelujah. Am I making sense? You need to understand what it means. Okay. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them. Who are called according to his purpose. So this thing is about what? The purpose of God. It's about what being called according to the purpose of God. What is the purpose of God? That in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather up all things into Christ. It is all about the revelation of the Christ in us. It is all about the announcement of the revelation of Christ to others. That others may also be drawn into the light of our Christ. Hallelujah. Are you here with me? Okay. I think we almost done. Moreover, whom did he did predestinate them? Okay, for whom he did foreknow, he did also predestinate to be conformed. It's self-explanatory. Do you get it? But if you don't read it well, you won't understand. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed. So I told you that it's all about what the revelation. So conformity to the image of Christ. The image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren so this is one of the greatest revelation that i mentioned earlier being a joint heir with him so christ being the firstborn among many brethren i think some time ago i talked about adelphos if you can remember shows our connectedness or our connection with a christ life hallelujah he sees us much more beyond than what we could ever imagine you know, you are seen as a distant brother or as a distant father or as a distant God, but he sees you as the closest brother ever. One that he loves, one that he cherishes, one that he was willing to go to any extent to give himself for us. As far as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, what did he do? He likewise himself partook of the same. So you see why he came like that? So that he will be a partaker of your experience. Not just that, but the ultimate aim of that is so that you can be gradually transitioned into it because there is a forerunner. Am I making sense? For instance, if I am up there and then 
have not taught you the way of climbing. I have not taught you the way of crawling. And I am up there. And I do not even understand the usage of the ladder. I have to come and either be the ladder. Or I have to come and then teach you the way to climb. It is the reason why God had to come in the flesh. For this cause, he had to come. Do you understand? The word was made flesh. He had to come for our experience so that we can also transition with him. Because he can now relate with whatever we, with our experiences. Are we here? Okay. So he came. So let me end my scenario. So I'm up there and I tell you, come. I've not taught you the art of climbing ladder. I've not taught you anything. How will you come? Oh, but come. You come to me. Come to me. How will you come? But he came and then he showed what? The way. Moreover, whom he did predestinate them, he also called. And whom he called them, he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. Let me explain something here. He said, those who, how many of you believe that God knew you before you were born? He knows your name, right? He knows your name. Do you believe this? How many of you believe that you were known before you were called? Okay, so you were called according to God's knowledge. So now, if you don't believe it, lift up your hands. Let me see. If you don't believe it, lift up your hands. Some of you don't believe it. Okay, so now, if you agree with what I'm saying, then you need to agree with what follows. So you agree that God, the way God called Jeremiah, the way God called uh, all, the, all the people, the way the Lord called uh, Jesus and all that, you agree that he knows you. Now, is that those he was, moreover whom he did predestinate, then he also called. So your predestination is about, okay, uh, you, were, you, were, you were there, but you were not there. You were more of like there, but not here. So now you are here, you have to go through the process. So whom he did predestinate, what did he do? What did he do? He called. How many of you believe that you were predestined according to God's purpose? So now what is he saying? He said that he called you. And those he called, what did he do? He also justified. How did he justify them? We know the process of justification. We know salvation by grace. Salvation by grace through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast. But it is the gift of God. We've heard of what? Uh, this thing. Uh, our place of being the righteousness of God in him. He became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God. We've heard or we understand of the impartation of righteousness. How he imputed no trespasses against us. He declared you not what? Guilty. Okay. So, who he did predestinate, he called. Say, I'm called. I hear. If you understand this, you'll be able to plug yourself into God's global vision. Are we here? Is it making sense? So get your minds ready. He called, and whom he also called, he also justified. 
so that you not feel any way. He had to purge you, wash you, make you clean, make you acceptable. And whom he justified, then he also glorified. So now, it's as if God is talking in, it's as if Paul is writing in, in the past tense. But then it's actually more of like present continuous. Am I making sense? So just put yourself into it. So those he predestinate, he called, predestination, the calling, then justification, then glorification. Hallelujah. And the glorification actually coincides with what God was doing when your spirit started crying out for that adoption or the redemption of the body. I told you that it is not just about the entire creation order groaning, but even we ourselves, we groan within ourselves, are waiting for the glorious redemption of our body. That change, which has to do with ultimate conformity to the will of God, meaning that what the place of becoming perfect revelations of Christ, because we have come to the place of knowing just as we ought to uh, we ought to know even as we have been known by God, the place of what? Revelation, ultimate apocalypsis. Praise God. Are we here? Okay, so then we are done. Let's jump to that seven. It's a name in all these things. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And he said, for I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of Christ, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Say, nothing shall be able to separate me from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus my Lord so the love of God is demonstrated in Christ Jesus and when we understand our predestination our calling our justification and glorification in him we are actually complete we are actually full in him this is one of the ways to strategically position yourself to be used in God's global vision. You are supposed to be an announcer. You are supposed to be a proclaimer. You are supposed to be a preacher. Because you agree with me that those he called, he justified and then he glorified. Be that person that God will use because the world awaited for the manifestation of the service of God. What in this light of knowledge? What in this sound truth? And your life will be beneficial to humanity. Your life will be beneficial to the entire world. Your life will be cherished, greatly cherished 
by eternity because of your contribution to the will and the purpose of God in God's global vision, even in this time. Let's be upstanding. And it reaches to the highest mountain. And it, and it flows to the
we are enforcing the power of the spirit in our lives so that we will live according to purpose so that we will fit into God's global vision and purpose for our lives and as you do this remember his body was broken for you his body was broken for you so if you have any weakness in your body if you have a challenge in your body as we partake of this trust the Lord for healing as we partake trust the Lord for wholeness and completeness in the name of Jesus that my portion is so as it's going around just speak in the morning land. and now a husband with a blade of a consuming as we do this we do this in remembrance of him
because you are sealed by the Spirit of God. You are delivered from terror. You are delivered from every harm. You are delivered from any attack. You are delivered from accidents. You are delivered from death. You are delivered from sicknesses. In the name of Jesus. Listen to the message. You can go to Spotify. You can go to Anchor. You can go to Google Podcast. You can go to Apple Podcast, and then listen to the message again. I spoke for more than one hour twenty minutes, so it means that there are so many things that I said which you have to know. So let's take these things and pra practically apply to our lives. And then let's begin to appreciate and recognize our roles in this God's global move. And let us heed to the voice of God within us. Let us run and chase after him. Let us desire to do his will. Let us desire to see his goodness in all that we do. The Lord be with you. The Lord's blessing keep you. May the Lord preserve you. May he take you places where you have not imagined in the name of Jesus. May his grace be upon you. I pray that the Lord himself will bring his promotion upon your life. 
in the name of Jesus. May the Lord promote you to the next level of your life. In the name of Jesus. I see the Lord rain His goodness on your life. You shall taste of the blessings of the Lord. You shall taste and experience the good word of the Lord. You will see the hand of the Lord in all that you do in the name of Jesus. And the life of the resurrected Christ will mark every journey, every step that you take in the name of Jesus. The guidance of the Spirit be with you. May He guide you, may He shield you from harm. May He protect you. May the Lord cause you to run. May He cause men to favor you. May He cause His blessings to overflow in your life. I pray for a supply of strength in your body. A supply of strength financially. A supply of strength, spiritual strength and tenacity in the name of Jesus. That you will know Him, that you will grow up in Him in all things. I pray that your journey with Him will ever flourish in the name of Jesus. May your life grow and become evergreen as a rainforest in the name of Jesus. May He shine. May He stand so tall. May He glorify the name of the Lord in the name of Jesus. The Lord's presence be with you. May He continuously guide you in all that you do. In the name of Jesus we pray. How we all shout a big amen. Give a heart of praise to the Lord.